what is up everybody welcome back to another episode of the spectators we are back in the studio still separated but as always i'm here with brooklyn how you doing brother what's good bro how you doing you know we're 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 getting there. It's it's starting to be raining season out here in Florida, so it's a little gloomy all the time. And hurricane season is uh, comes comes along with that. So if if you guys hear any rain on our end, uh, that's out of our control. Um, you know, but yeah, it's it's getting a little gloomy outside. And then with everything going on in the world, um, it, it's kind of a nice little metaphor for. It's been wild. <laughs> yeah, it really has. And and I know we. I feels like we say it every week. But 2020 is really just unrelenting. Yeah. And, and we're not even halfway there. And we're, we're like, we are almost halfway there. We're like a week or two yeah. out from being halfway. So shout out to six more months. Let's go. And that's going to be really wild to see what the rest of this year holds. Absolutely. But from what we do know, there's not a lot we know mm-hmm. about coming up in the rest of the year. But what we do know is that we will have some sports. All right. We got something to look forward to. Exactly. And so this is what we've been waiting for for months. So late last week, we found out that the NBA Players Association and the NBA came to an agreement on a prop or a proposed uh, way to resume the the 2020 season, the 2019-2020 season, and it is involving a 22 team uh, restart. So not necessarily a restart, but bringing in 22 of the teams. So that means um, a bunch of the teams. So third, or yeah, a bunch of the teams will not be participating in this this restart. If you're in the bottom section of the league, uh, the the lottery teams in the bottom half of the lottery teams, uh, your season's over. So was that the Hornets, the Bulls, the Knicks, Pistons, Hawks, Cavaliers, Timberwolves, and Golden State Warriors, who are the worst team in the league? In, in yeah. just a turnaround of the lifetime. Uh, from and that puts us at, uh, for the Western Conference, we get 13 teams coming out of there. And then the East, we're going to get nine. Yeah. So we got 13 and nine, so a total of 22. Mm-hmm. And they're going to play what I believe to be six games of a regular season. Or no, an eight-game. They're going to play an eight-game regular season to kind of mm-hmm. figure out what the, the playoff seating is going to be. And then there's going to be a play-in tournament for the 8 and the 9 seed if they're, like, close within four games of each other. So this way, they're trying to make sure that the better team actually gets in because eight games isn't necessarily a lot if you're enough of a distance back. So that's kind of cool. Yeah. That's going to be tough for the the West since there's so many teams that are going to be in position to maybe get that 8 seed. I mean, the West has 13 teams, so, you know, um, there's there's gonna be some people left out of the party. That's it's gonna be way it wild to watch those uh, low tier games. Oh yeah, they're gonna be intense, man. They're gonna be fighting. And it's then the, the the one thing that really stood out to me is that um <clears throat> we are going to have a reseeding in the playoffs, and so every every round uh, there's gonna be like an overall seeding type of deal. And you're mm-hmm. not just going to play – if you're the one seed, you're not just going to play the, the same bracket that you usually have. You're going to play the worst team or worst seeded team available. And it's going to go kind of like that throughout the rest of the playoffs, which is definitely pretty interesting. And definitely – it's yep. the way that the NFL works. 
and that's seemed to be pretty good for them. I mean, the NFL is notorious for the better seed winning, so yeah, I don't know if that's actually a good thing or not, but we'll we'll get a taste of it, and maybe if it's something that works out, we'll see it in the future. And the better team, quote unquote, record wise, I don't, I really don't think could be a complete lock. What just surrounding of how everything is right now. Yeah. Because with the break, a lot of people haven't even shot a basketball. Mm -hmm. Usually in the NBA. The NBA, I just said the NFL is notorious for it, but the NBA is pretty notorious for just the best team wins. Like, there's not really much room for wiggle room there. Uh, Every now and then you get a shocker. You get, like, the the We Believe Warriors beating uh, Dallas or, uh, you know, something like that. But... Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of rare, and even if there is an Definitely upset, is. it's like a three seed over a two, so it's like whoop de doo right? Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, I definitely think you're right. I think if there's gonna be some nonsense upsets like that, it's gonna be this year. Oh, absolutely. And because um, the chemistry's off, like nobody really has that rhythm, so it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be really tough to kick it back into gear. Well, it's gonna be tough, and then especially with. Uh, the the political landscape. I mean, it's not even political. Yeah. The, the, the human rights landscape recently. Um, mm-hmm. Some teammates may or may not be on the same page about uh, certain things. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously you saw what happened in Utah with Rudy Gobert. So obviously there was like fractures in that team chemistry. Uh, yeah. And they and they were one of the higher seeds in the West. But then you have teams coming back and they're healthy. Like, that's that's a fact. And, too. and the one that yeah. that really comes to mind is um, the Trailblazers. I mean, the Trailblazers were in the, the Western Conference Finals last year. Mm-hmm. And they get Hassan Whiteside over the offseason. But now they're decimated by injuries. And now they come back, and literally their entire team is healthy now. They're going to be and that, and that just has to change the landscape over there because if they were good enough to is, get to the uh, Western Nurkic Conference Is Nurkic going to be healthy? Yeah, Nurkic will be playing. That's going to be huge for them. And that's Nurkic what I'm saying. and Whiteside? Yeah. Oh, man. And so, yeah. a healthy Nurkic, be a obviously, he's a difference maker. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's going to change some stuff. And and then teams that were already healthy to begin with, I mean, obviously, no team is healthy towards the end of the season, but they're, there's more so than others. Um, but at least they're fresh right now. Because yeah. whether you're healthy or not, you're not really – you don't got your legs all the way through. Yeah. Now, you've had time to rest. You're coming in ready to go. Like, you're going to be sluggish a little bit because you got to get back into game speed. But everybody's going to be fresh, and it's going to be a fight every single game. Yeah. And it's going to be I do think this hurts a few teams, though. Um, It's not really going to hurt any teams in the East just because there's only one team that could get booted out. So unless you play really, really poorly, it looks like the Wizards should be the odd boys out. Unless mm-hmm. or they they could turn it on and Bradley Beal goes crazy and that's obviously a potential there, but yeah. I think uh, a team like Memphis who's really really young and they were kind of starting to find their groove and starting to gel and learn how each other plays. I think this is gonna hurt them a lot. Um, any other teams this would hurt? I think this would really hurt a team like it helps a team like the Spurs because they're so systematic the way they work the pelicans i think this also hurts too another young team that was just learning how to gel and like 
get athletic. And they're, they're starting to come together, too. Yeah, I, I think they're those two dangerous. teams in particular are going to suffer the most. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to wind up saying that. Because Memphis is the eight seed right now. I'm going to go ahead and say that Portland goes up, takes that eight seed, or even a seven seed. Or that, that's pretty far. So probably the eight seed. That's really the only one. I think that's fair enough. Yeah. And um, I, I do think that kind of becomes a, a one-horse race for that eight seed at one point. Unless Memphis shocks me i hope they do i th- I think that team is fun it'll be dope it'll be really dope if they do but it, as it, long as we can get some uh new faces out of this and see people shine that normally wouldn't yeah i think this playoffs is gonna be it's it's obviously gonna be one for the books because it's just unprecedented oh yeah and, and like, the really cool thing too is like it's gonna be in orlando and all the players are gonna be together in this area uh, there's no traveling. There's not going to be travel fatigue or home field advantage. So yeah, it's we really just going to be Mickey Mouse better. AAU tournament. <laughs> yeah, it's really just going to be an AAU tournament of who's better. And, and it's we've been be talking about back this for... games too. Like, can, um, I can't yeah. even imagine you get uh, a Raptors 76ers game, and right off the heels of that, then you get to watch the Rockets play the Thunder. Like that sounds so fun. It's going to be great, man. It's going to be great. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so that uh, I don't remember the date exactly when that's supposed to come back. I want to um, say it's July thirty first. Uh, thirtieth, but yeah. Yeah, so July thirtieth, and then Game Seven, if necessary, of the finals would be on October twelfth. So we're getting we're getting some October baseball, but it's not baseball; it's basketball. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, because, you know, nice little transition. We might not have October baseball this year. It, it seems it, more unlikely every day. Paradise. <laughs> it's trouble in paradise. It, it really is. And, you know, the the MLB is trying to come up with a plan that the M- MLB Players Association is comfortable with, and they feel like mm-hmm. they're not being slighted, which is fair. Yeah, absolutely. But... It really feels like the two sides just have no idea what each other wants. That's and, the thing, man. And and to be fair, we don't know what they want because, I mean, obviously, why would we? We're not players. We're not really being told and kept in the loop. But I I think the MLB has sent out, like, 10-plus pro- proposals and just all have been, like, vehemently just rejected. It hasn't looked good. None of it's been looking good at all like again like you said nobody really knows what they want but like to us on the outside we see something and it's like all right that that's not bad and then the players association comes back like nah we that's not gonna happen we don't want that it's like all right, all right well what exactly are you guys trying to do do you want more money do you want more games do you want less on both is it the how, traveling how is it the location go? of where these games are gonna be um yeah is it like testing or like ability to go places? Like I'm sure there's something underlying there that that's happening. Yeah. But, but I, I, I'm really, maybe it's the playoff format. Maybe it's, uh, the amount of games you play against teams in different divisions or something of that. I don't know. I, I really don't know what it could be, but it, the players seem really against <laughs> almost everything that all the owners have even thought about sending them and at the time of our uh pre-production meeting that we were having yes, we had we an meetings. offer we do 
we got to get everything right for you guys. Mm-hmm. We got to give you, you quality stuff. We're business, but right before that, we get an offer, and um, it was seventy five percent prorated uh, salary for the year, and then uh, was it seventy two games? I think it was seventy six. Seventy six games, seventy six games, and right before we start recording, we get an update that the players said absolutely not. This is worse than what it was that we're taking steps backwards so me and julian were talking we're like all right this one seems kind of good because they wanted to prorate the salaries and decrease the money that you're going to get as well from the salaries play like 114 games at one point so we thought that was worse than this but obviously like like we're saying we have no idea but you just hope that they could figure it out because it's yeah. not looking good. They're all looking, I wouldn't say childish, because, like, obviously you want your money. Yeah, and, and but in the time that we're with in. Your, with your, your chicken, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but in the, like, landscape that we're in, like, you got to meet somewhere in the middle, right? You would hope, but yeah. I, I'm not going to hold these, these players at fault just because they're the ones no, who. Yeah. Because when you sign a contract, right, when you sign a contract with anybody, the business is mm-hmm. always the side that has more leverage, right? Mm-hmm. So the players now in this situation have the leverage. And, they, and yep. they're just thinking, well, oh, we have some leverage now. Huh. Let's let's tighten up my, my tie and uh, let's get to work. <laughs> and, and I get it. I, I definitely do. Because with how much money that these organizations make, every year every game off hot dogs and beer alone is is just asinine yeah i think uh so it was like four to seven hundred thousand per game per team which is insane insane i think and obviously that's skewed too so if you're taking out those bottom tier teams that don't quite sell out games as much so if you're taking out miami tampa um i don't even know who else doesn't sell games i feel like every other team does (laughs) It's definitely yeah. not true, but I feel like every other team does. Uh, <laughs> the Nationals before last year. I mean, teams like that. Um, yeah. That's probably even way higher if you just include, like, Shea, or not Shea, City Field and Yankee Stadium and the, <laughs> the Dodgers um, and Houston, uh, teams that are really amped up, the, the Cardinals. That Those sales are probably insane. It's probably closer to, like, seven, 800000 oh, a game. And and you're paying, like, $13 for a hot dog and right? 7 for a bottle of water. Like, Yeah, and that's every game. <laughs> and obviously we're not going to have that this year because there's likely not to be fans, or at least for a majority of the season. Um, yeah. You know, fans might get implemented in later. Also, little sidebar. And we can hope for that. Little sidebar. Uh, I don't know if you've seen any of the Korean baseball games that we kind of talked about <laughs> earlier. I saw what they did behind home plate. I was watching a game at work, and I Mm -hmm. looked to Alejandro, who, shout out to Alejandro. He's the big behind-the-scenes guy. Um, He helps out. He does all the website stuff and everything. Which, go check that out, thespectatorsports.com. And check out him and all his socials and stuff at Hondro Barrio. Mm -hmm. That's our our guy right there. But, you know, Mm -hmm. we were watching, and I was like, Hondro, look at the TV. And he was like, what's up? It's like... They have stuffed animals as their fans. <laughs> and he's like, huh? And he he looks at the screen. And the stands are just full. Like, every seat in the stadium is full. Or, like, you know, the lower section of the stadium. 
And it's all yeah. just like stuffed animals. I saw like Pikachu and Mickey Mouse. I saw SpongeBob, SpongeBob and Patrick, <laughs> and all sorts of like it was stuffed great. animals of every of every sort. It, it I was, was like, great. wow, that's the cutest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. I was I was like so like overcome with like a smile. I was like, this is incredible. It yeah, it was it, dope. It has to feel like there's stands there for at least a second when you're pitching, right? Like, the yeah, seats like, aren't empty. You, you like, might it has as well. to feel something. Yeah, you might as well. Even if they do, like, a donation thing, like, f- fill the seats with stuffed animals, and then you donate them to I'm sure that's what's Children's Hospital. Too. Which, that would be great. Something like that would be great. Like, keep them for the season. Once the season's over, donate them all around. Mm-hmm. And just think about the, <laughs> the type of stuffed animals you can get. Like, I'm sure people will be given, like, those giant bears. Like... It'll be dope. It'll be really dope. I'll, and I don't think MLB I, I would do anything bet, like that. I want a prop bet on the over under amount of uh, eggplant emoji plush that will be there. Oh, they're, they're going to be out in full force. Because, People are going to buy them just to donate them. <laughs> because that, <laughs> that, that sounds like a really fun prop bet. Um, and just prop bets on plush. That sounds electric. You're not even betting on the game anymore. You're betting on how many of certain <laughs> brands and shows in it. That'd be kind of funny. But I know that's yeah. a little off track, obviously. But uh, you would know, hope they've been that playing MLB baseball would in Korea something for like that. a couple of weeks now. Yeah, and it's been solid. Yeah, I mean their season's going pretty well. Um, there haven't been any hiccups. I don't think anybody's been diagnosed with Corona since they've started either. So that's that's a big shout out. Obviously, they're doing really well in their precautions and their testing so that's really important yeah and i know in like the premier league there were a bunch of corona testing positive people testing positive and that's decreased every week and now it's been zero for the last couple so again big shout out to that uh they'll be returning soon uh germany there haven't been any reported cases and that league has resumed as well and it, getting it's, back to it's a good normalcy, time. little by little. Mm-hmm. Little by little. little. By li- Another one that's uh, been going for a couple weeks is UFC. Yeah. And they've been uh, pretty good with the Rona cases, too. I don't think they really had any. They had one, like, at the beginning, somebody tested positive. But other than that, I haven't really heard of anything else happening with it. Yeah, and, and UFC makes sense to have not too many people getting it because, obviously, it's not a team sport. You have your people in yeah. your little posse. But every sport kind of has their training people. Um, so this yeah. is really just one person and their posse. It makes sense. Obviously, yeah, it's every a person, sport, every but... fighter, every fighter you have, you probably have maybe seven people on your team, 10 at most altogether. Yeah. So it works out. It, and it definitely does. Another thing that's that we got a little bit of information about that we've been speculating and hoping for the last uh, couple months, I think. UFC Fight Island is approved, confirmed, July 11th. We don't know the island yet. They're going to keep that under wraps so nobody tries to hop on a boat and pull up over there early. You got some front row seats. But uh, it's confirmed. We're going to have it. We're going to have a beachside octagon, which should be nuts. That was the one thing I was really excited for. Because it will be like you're playing a fighting game and like you just I was just about to say, it's going to feel like you're playing like Tekken. <laughs> Uh, you're just on the beach like, you pick a you pick a map and now you're on a beach yeah so i think that's dope 
Um, I'm really excited for that. July 11th, we'll be locked and loaded for that. Hopefully, we get some good fights. And somebody oh, who will number... not be participating yeah. in the Fight Island because they're they're. I don't know how. I think this is the third, the second or third time. I think that, second that he is. Uh, who knows? <laughs> taken off his his gloves and and hung them up. Uh, maybe the biggest name in the sport, Mr. Conor McGregor. Uh, announced on Twitter yep. this weekend that he will be retiring from not just UFC but from fighting. So no boxing returns. No boxing returns. No no Floyd McGregor part two. No McGregor Pacquiao. Just just he's out of there. He's he's now. I don't think it's gonna hold. I definitely think he's doing this for whatever he's trying to get uh, publicity for, and then he'll pop up again. Cause you know fighters, they gotta they gotta sell, they gotta sell whatever way they're gonna do it, they gotta sell. Yeah, and, and who whatever sells his better next than McGregor? fight is, it's gonna be Conor McGregor's return to the ring or to the octagon, and mm-hmm. it's gonna be a big spectacle. Even though it would have been anyway, so I don't know why this is like. Yeah, or maybe he just is tired mean? of it. That that could be something too, and I don't want to take away yeah. that possibility if he's sick of he it. Definitely could. And, I mean, he's he's definitely on the older side now for a fighter. He, he's he's pushing a one of those ages where it's retirement is yeah. very uh, plausible and probably makes sense, especially with just like the toll your body takes in in this particular sport. Oh, absolutely! You're taking a beating, and, and it's, it's not quite, just it's like a, quite literally every couple a of months. Hey, it's not just a couple of months that you're um, having your fight. Like all the training you got to go through, mm-hmm. all the sparring and. Yeah, these guys put their body through it every single day. Yeah, it's a it's a career that doesn't or shouldn't, in theory, last long, and his lasted definitely longer than than the average. So, um, so shout out to a great career, but he will not be at the fight. I mean, he might be there, but he won't be fighting, at least as of now, unless it's a really short lived retirement. Yeah, and and it, you know what, it probably will be. <laughs> And, and then all you see is in the distance, you see McGregor with a big Irish flag coming up on a speedboat out of nowhere, and just pulls up to shore, steps right into the octagon, and who knows who he fights? But he just fight. it just yeah. becomes WWE, and he fights whoever's in there. It will be electric. That's all I know. Yeah, and I wouldn't put that past him. No, I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past him. I wouldn't either. And so they got um, like little smoke machines in the water, <laughs> some Undertaker kind of <laughs> vibes. <laughs> It'll be dope. It definitely would be. But to to kind of change gears here, um, we, we kind yeah. of alluded to it earlier. And and the last uh, I don't know sixteen days <laughs> or so have been a lot. A, a lot has happened, um, for lack of better words. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, and and it's been years in in the uh, development of of this and years of kind of bottling up that have kind of led to uh, everything that's been happening, uh, mm-hmm. the protests and and just kind of everything that's happening, and then uh, the uh, the the really gruesome and just despicable death of uh, George Floyd. That was that was caught on video, and I'm I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've seen the video. I, I can't imagine many people have heard it. about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was kind of like the 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 straw that broke the camel's back, and you know people people have had enough. They're they're sick of they're sick of being 
uh, killed for no reason. For literally no reason. For nothing. For nothing. And we've had protests for going on a week and a half, almost two weeks now. Uh, Justice for George Floyd. uh, For Justice for everybody. For justice for all of those who have passed in as long as this has been an issue, which is as long as America has been a country. Um, And just over since like the last 10 years, we're just seeing countless people murdered on camera. Yeah, and, and, and nothing and nothing happens to their murderers. Nothing at all happens. And and that's over the real and over it, and over. That's the real uh there's two there's two real issues that are kinda the thing. Uh obviously yeah. that uh black men and women are dying uh at the hands of police. And obviously there's white uh men and women who are also dying at the hands of police. Mm-hmm. And if if you know of any of them that if this has happened to you should be upset also this is yeah. not strictly a race issue this is a police brutality issue and a reform issue and yeah because like you said it, it's two fights the first fight is definitely letting african americans be treated like people like human beings that they're born to be able to be treated just like a white person a chinese person a spanish person anybody yeah, and and the Black it Lives don't Matter, matter movement. Um, it, it's kind of funny because Black Lives Matter is like the the, the tag that we're kind of going under, right? But mm-hmm. but just mattering isn't even the goal. Like no. just to matter, it feels like such a small like step on the the ladder of equality. I mean, exactly. Fighting just to matter, to feel important. That that's that to feel uh, like a person. Yeah, that that feels like a fight that should have been ended a long time ago, and it's it's insane that after all these years, after uh, Dr. Martin Luther King and Malcolm X, that these are still issues that are like not just every now and then happening. I mean, these are everyday issues, every Absolutely. day. And so, it, you know, the the protests have been calling for uh, obviously equality. And we've seen so many different types of people and creed and of, of every sort coming together it's and beautiful. protesting and marching. And it's beautiful. And, and not for only the most America, part, peacefully protesting. Yeah, like, in the beginning, it started off very wild. And you can't, you can't blame them. Like, did it get crazy? Yes. But it's been tried to be handled peacefully and silently time and time again. Yeah. Time and, and, and time again. The one big one we go back to is obviously Kaepernick yeah. with the kneeling for the national anthem. And he that, tried and that's to do the it big silently. Sports connect here. And it, it's yeah. crazy that what he was doing, and I want to say this is almost five years ago now. It was like 2015, 2016 yeah, that, that, yeah, the, give or take. that the, the kneeling was, uh, was prominent. And when he yeah. was doing it, all you would hear about from not just like the, the quiet majorities on Facebook um, and all like the the very pro uh, military and pro American people you would hear this mm-hmm. from from people on ESPN or people on uh, actual news outlets saying they didn't approve and they didn't like what Ka- Kaepernick was doing because it was disrespectful because it was anti-police because it was what whatever reasoning they might have brought up what, yeah mm-hmm. and the you know our future Hall of Fame quarterback Drew Brees, uh, kind of brought this back into light, and I think 
it was actually a good thing. I think that his comments were uh, malinformed, were mistimed, were just flat out Tone ignorant. Deaf. And yeah. even more so in the situation that he's in in Louisiana, which is a just cultural melting pot for uh, Creole and black people alike. And he's mm. been there for a majority of, of his career. Yeah. And he's done so much for that city, and he's like a face of that city. So it's insane that this missed the mark for him. But he spoke out last yeah. week, and he, he was asked about how the kneeling is going to come back into the NFL and his reaction to that. And instead of talking about the kneeling and what that represents and how that, quote-unquote, helps, it's, it's a form of protesting, right? So it's helping our yeah. cause. He changes the conversation to disrespecting the flag and what the flag means. Immediately, to too. Immediately. The first words out of his mouth are, I will not stand for anybody disrespecting the flag. And, and what I want to make pretty clear is that there's nothing wrong with the things that he said. I don't think anything he said was um, out of touch or anything like that. I, I think if you have an appreciation for the flag and if you think that uh, people you're related to and others have sacrificed everything they have for the flag, that's great. And I think you're, you're right in the, to an extent. Mm -hmm. And I think that's fine. If you have that uh, feeling towards it, that's great. But to have this feeling towards something but be completely uh apathetic towards the, the reason that the flag is being quote-unquote disrespected is just mm -hmm. being out of touch absolutely and, and in the nfl it's a league full of predominantly african-american people uh for you to not get it four years later after colin kaepernick has quite literally spelled it out time and time again it, it felt nothing short of just uh blatantly disrespectful yeah because like it's fine to not agree with the way somebody's protesting that's fine there's no issue with that but at the same time like at least understand why it's happening don't just say oh you're doing it this way i don't like it so forget about whatever reason you're doing it for now I'm i don't agree with disrespect you. like that's not the way to yeah serve. like he did it because it wasn't being heard any other way so what other way can you get people's attention for such a big issue that the world deals with than doing it this way? You're not stepping on it. You're not spitting on it. You're not talking about it. You're just respectfully kneeling by yourself and then whoever joins you with you. I can't stand for what this represents at this given time. Like, yeah. it's not about that. Oh, I don't like the country. I don't like what it stands for. All of that. But in this particular time, I don't like where the country is, uh, where it stands. And I can't stand for that. So I'm going to respectfully protest what's going on. And to just not even try to understand that. Like, say, why do you feel that way? Why are you doing this? Okay, well, XYZ, here's what it is. Instead of, no, I, I don't care. You, I don't like what you're doing. So now I'm going to bash you. Until you stop doing it, which is not the case either, because it's not going to happen. People it's, aren't going to yeah. fold just because you don't like the way somebody's protesting. Exactly. Protests aren't supposed to be comfortable. And and, supposed if, to, and if you weren't excited or happy with the way he was peacefully protesting, um, you don't necessarily have a right to be mad about how um, the protests at the beginning were a little out of hand and there were more riots. 
and there was burning exactly, of buildings. Exactly, because people are sick and tired of it. It wasn't necessarily friendly because the peaceful way wasn't wasn't working. Oh. It just wasn't working, and and you were condemning that. So if you're condemning something peaceful, um, anything past peaceful, you're also going to condemn. So why not do it? Was kind is kind of the mindset exactly. behind that. But because like what you you thought just because oh they're peaceful and eh, they'll stay that way they're not going to do anything more. Yeah. Well, guess what? Yeah. People get sick and tired of not being heard, especially when they're right. Yeah, especially especially when it's that, especially when it's on a basis of human rights. This isn't a political. Yeah, they, there shouldn't be any discussion about it. Yeah. It should automatically be okay. They're not being treated right. Well, let's fix it. Mm-hmm. Let's treat them how they should be treated, like everybody else, because they're people. Yeah, and and I want to get back to Drew Brees real quick, just because I don't want to turn this into an anti-Drew Brees thing. I think his comments were actually completely necessary. Uh, I, I wish it wasn't him because he's such a respected or was such a respected guy. I wish it was somebody maybe that wasn't so respected, but that, you know, it, it kind of is representative. I think um, how Drew Brees feels or how he felt or what he said uh, and kind of moving the goalpost away from the conversation is something that so many Americans do. Yeah. And whether, whether or not, you know, somebody like that, a lot of people feel that way or that's mm-hmm. their instinct to kind of react that way. And it was yeah. a, it was an insight on how people do that. I, I think a lot of people like me didn't necessarily get that. That was the way people thought right away. And mm-hmm. seeing somebody who was immersed in the culture think that way made me think, imagine somebody who's never been around black people and they're just yeah. going to move the goalposts all day and they're not going to care. Exactly. And so I, I also want to, real quick, n- give a little bit of kudos to him as well. Um, he's made several apologies since, uh, showing, I mean, some apologies were better than others. The first one was pretty lackluster. Yeah, it's, it's different when, like, you're apologizing just because you're being attacked. And it's like, okay, let me apologize to change the narrative. Yeah. It's different when that happens. But now, like, he's making a conscious effort to, like understand and change his thinking to understand why this is happening because again like it's fine if you don't understand something completely like, it's a completely okay because if you don't get it and it's just yeah. not something that clicks in your little world bubble then yeah like, you can't really that, get blamed com- for that if it's something you didn't yeah, know that's completely fine and as long as like you apologize and and then you're making an effort a real effort to understand and change the way you're doing and advocating and doing all this stuff that's fine like we but if you're just gonna say oh i'm sorry you attacked me i got caught that's it yeah we, and, that's not gonna fly and, can't do that. and that's why i kind of want to uh you know give it give kudos to him just a, just a little bit obviously everything you said was stupid and all that but to yeah. be a good ally towards any movement of any sort right this mm-hmm. this is not just black lives matter but this is um, it's Pride Month, so uh, gay rights and and everything that comes with that, and any other uh, issues that we might have, right? To be an mm-hmm. ally, you're not going to be right about everything since it's not in the world that you live in. So if you're willing to accept the fact that you could be wrong about something in particular, and be told that you're wrong, and then want to learn why and change, then that's that's how to be a good ally. Yeah, because you're not going to feel and understand every single thing that they go through every single day. In fact, you're going to not fine. feel or understand most of it. Yeah, that's fine. But at least take the time to say, you know what? I don't understand 
completely where you guys are coming from. Can you explain to me? Can you help me understand what this is about? You know what? Okay, here you go. And then they're going to go on a lot about all the stuff they have to deal with to a day-to-day basis. And then you're going to sit there and say, wow, I don't deal with this. I can't believe that a person has to deal with this every single day just to live. Yeah, and and that that learning will make you a little bit more empathetic and make you want to help them out more because nobody should have to feel a certain type of way just because of the way they are. You shouldn't. And so, especially of things you can't change, like particularly in that. But obviously, there's there's a million reasons that we should be nice to people and just uh, and then those the stupidest way to not like somebody just off the color of their skin. What no. does that matter? Why is that your turning point of oh I don't like this person? Don't like them on the actions that they do. Don't just say oh they're this color I don't like them. No, don't do that. It's, that, it's that gets you nowhere. It gets you nowhere. Somebody's doing something bad. Okay, I don't like that he's doing something bad. Oh, they did something good? Cool. Congrats. Like, just off of how you look, that it, it makes no sense. And I don't... That way of thinking for people that do that, just it needs to be weeded out. And it, it starts with, obviously, the parents. It starts with the school systems, too. Because they need to do a better job of teaching this stuff, too. Yeah. And, and not just like in minority schools. They need it in these predominantly white schools too. Because like I can't imagine how they're being taught over there. Like going into to school in New York, grew up with all types of races. Mm-hmm. Come to Florida, our high school, it was probably the most diverse in our county. That it could have been. Not in the county, but yeah. that it could have been. It, there was a good mix. It was still predominantly white though. But, like, you go to other schools that are predominantly white, and it's like, well, what could they possibly be teaching them there? Because it, it or can't not be teaching. that. I think that's the bigger thing. What are they not teaching? Well, yeah, not teaching. Like, because you can't imagine that they're doing everything they can to, like, change the narrative of these kids that who knows what their parents are telling them and teaching them at home from yeah. a young age. Yeah. So it, it starts there. And then obviously, however you got to do it to change these older people, I, I don't know. But Just continue to prove that we're people. I think that's the only way that we can really do it. Um, yeah. if, if somebody's just completely stubborn in their way, it's going to be, you know, you're going to be hard-pressed to change their, their views. And Absolutely. Um, you know, and that's kind of the world we live in. I mean, not everybody is willing to change. and and that's just kind of the way it is but if if you're if you're wanting to make a change and make a difference um and you don't know how i highly recommend going to our website uh thespectatorsports.com backslash make a change uh right on that page there are literally a couple hundred links yeah to petitions to places to donate to places to educate yourself uh, and, and anything in between and this is bigger than just the Black Lives Matter and police brutality cases there are things there for um, all sorts of equality type of situations um, I highly recommend you check it out and if you have any links that you uh, hold near and dear or think are important that we don't have on there obviously it'll take a while for you to figure out if there, it wasn't on there but <laughs> if you don't think it would be on there or you're not sure just send it to us and 
yeah, if, we, if it's something that we're there, there we want to really make um our website uh, a hub where people can go and feel and help make a change <laughs> help that they that's can feel like that. they can help make a change and also feel included i, th- I think yeah. that's really important too um because the the spectators, uh, just the name in itself, it, it's just non-divisive. Uh, we're we're all just people who, for us in particular, watch sports. We don't care what you look like or who you love or what you practice. I, I we don't care because we all share a common place in sports. And yeah, you know, uh, even so, outside of sports, exactly. Like... So so check out that if you want to make a change, um, or you don't know how to make a change. Uh, if, if you have any other ways, uh, please don't hesitate to share them, not just with us, but all your followers, all your friends, your family. They're not easy conversations to have. No. They're really not. But if you're but willing to have them and you're willing to help, please do, because they're important. Yeah. And like you said, if you have any that you want to send, you can either email us through our website, our socials, our Twitter, and our brand new Instagram is at underscore the spectators shoot us a dm comment do whatever with a link our facebook at the spectators and just email us whatever links you want us to put and we will happily and gladly support you and put it on there yeah 100 percent. so um as always guys thank you so much for supporting uh thank you for for everything we've kind of been doing the last couple of weeks yeah. and uh as as we crawl out of this uh coronavirus pandemic and slowly get back into sports uh obviously you'll get more sports related content and we can't wait to bring that to you guys and we've been we've been doing our best it's been a rough ride and we appreciate every single one of you that have been listening been interacting with us showing us love we appreciate every single one of you and we're gonna do our best to continue to grow with you guys absolutely we're excited so as always stay tuned have a good rest of your week and we'll catch you next time See you guys next week. Later, everybody. Be safe.